Today we have a special guest in studio for his second appearance, Mr. Andy Pratt. And now, it's time to start the show. Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I am your host, Kevin Marshall. Welcome to the pod. It is a third in a series of some of my buddies that I'm getting them to call in to the show, and I think it sounds great. I think it's been going well. You all have responded, so here we are. And so now it's time to buckle up, buttercup. Pull up your big boy panties. Look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. And doggone it, it's not the government's job to take care of me. Welcome to KPS. And welcome to my buddy, Andrew Pratt. What's going on, Andy? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Living the dream every day, brother. Every day, every day. I was trying to pull up my uh, non-gender, binary, whatever they were, panties. I like that much better. <laughs> your 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 non-gender specific. Non-binary, specific. gender neutral. I think that's what Non-binary, gender neutral, <laughs> big uh, big boy pant. No, it wasn't big boy. There's no there's no gender in all that. We don't want to get. You know how hard it is to find a three X in them. It's you rough. Know, I can imagine. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I heard you getting smaller, brother. I'm, I'm working that way shortly. Well, good, good. I'm glad. I'm getting smaller, but I cheated. I've got a snack pack for a belly now because I had uh, gastric sleeve surgery. So, well, I don't have a snack pack. I still got a big goat. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We're going to start this podcast off with news versus news. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the spectacular K. P.S. Arena, the World News Boxing Association is proud to present heavyweight action. Let's get ready to rumble. All right, folks, today it is going to be first up Fox News in the news versus news cycle. I don't even know how to say it anymore. I've named it so many different things that I can't decide on a name. I can't land on a name. It's news versus news. That's what it boils down to. It's news versus news, and we're well, gonna... the name is just like the, the, the Fox Channel. It, it's, it's, it develops. It, it is. It's ongoing. It is developing. It is a fluid naming process. Well, they call it water when it gets into the back and it starts getting uh, fetid and nasty in the backwater. Not yeah. tepid. No. Uh, no, they got a name for it. It's nasty. Whatever it is. Nasty water. Sometimes it's that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. First thing we're going to look at today is off the uh, Fox News app or the Fantasy News Network. As uh, <laughs> I think Billy called it the other day, Fantasy News Network. Kind of like that. I've been calling it the Trump News Network, but Fantasy News Network that works too. Right. It's the uh, funded news network. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right. We've had a shooting, another school shooting. So get ready for another round of we need to ban assault guns and assault weapons and assault-style rifles and assault this and assault that, but no pepper If they're going after assault weapons, I guess I have to take every one that I own because they can all assault. I can assault the shit out of somebody with a pencil if you give it to me. I'm just saying. I got got one of them semi-automatic mechanical pencils. Every time you (laughs) click it, more pencil comes out, you know, so... (laughs) And lead poisoning is nothing to, to sneeze at, folks. Yeah, I mean, nothing, to, nothing to joke about. Yeah, that's right. Let's take that shit serious, man. Lead poisoning. 
Both kinds. Bad. That's right. That's bad. I, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not <laughs> we're not trying to make light of this situation out in Colorado by any stretch of the imagination. We just know that the fallout from this is going to be from liberals that we got to have some kind of a of a gun ban or something. And even though I'm 100% sure that the shooters, without even I've not read the story, I've just read the headlines. I'm 100% sure that the shooters, there was two of them have broken a multitudes of laws when it comes to guns so but they'll well, still that's be the way this works yeah exactly exactly well if they've not done anything else they've assaulted people so there's that a mm-hmm. uh, colorado school shooting leaves at least eight injured two in custody the sheriff's office says this is a shooting tuesday afternoon at a school in colorado sent at least eight people to the hospital two suspects are in custody uh, the sheriff's office said authorities believe the two suspects are behind the incidents at STEM School Highlands Ranch. I don't know what STEM. It must stand for something. S-T-E-M. It's all caps. Huh. STEM School Highlands Ranch. That's not like a, like a magnet type thing, is it? It, it may be a magnet school. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll say later on in the thing. So It says here an adult male and a juvenile male are students of the school. Douglas County Sheriff... Tony Spurlock said during a news conference. The suspects walked into the STEM school, got deep inside the school, and engaged students in two separate locations, the official said. There were a number of students that were shot and injured. Of the eight students taken to nearby hospitals, several are listed in critical condition, according to Spurlock. No staff or officers were injured, the sheriff's office tweeted. The first deputies responded to the scene within minutes of being notified of the shooting taking place at the school and, quote, engaged the suspects, the official said. There are no other suspects, Spurlock said, adding that, quote, they have all the people that are involved. Let's see, it's still still possible that a third suspect remained in the school. So, no staff were were injured, Mm -mm. and the officers engaged, but these guys were taken custody yep so first question is the staff uh what were you guys doing while these kids are getting shot <laughs> that none of you got hurt <laughs> well they're not carrying guns well that this is true but uh i got the two guns that are attached to my shoulders <laughs> well yeah i don't understand people being namby pamby about stuff like this i mean in the moment i know you're terrified but there comes a time when you got to say why well, i'm an adult they're children i've got to protect them well i mean it's, yeah, let's just say somebody was trying to, to shoot me or my family i'm gonna put a, as much of a hurting on them as i can i may go down and get killed but they're gonna know they were in a fight yeah i wouldn't uh i wouldn't go easy i wouldn't go quietly into the good night let's put it that way I would be more mad than scared, I would believe. Cause, and, I, and yes, we could say that because being in the, the profession that we're in, we've been in some crappy situations without law enforcement or anybody else to help us. So I, I kind of have a little bit of an idea of what I would do. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I've done it a few times. <laughs> a few, yeah. Okay, South what? Metro Fire Rescue reported the scene reported to the scene to help Denver Office of Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the ATF, also said that they were responding. The governor said that they are monitoring the situation in real time, offering condolences. Don't say thoughts and prayers, Lord God. People get mad about saying thoughts and prayers. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You son of a bitch. How dare you? You try to be a you know a human being and and show some sympathy and empathy. Yeah, 
You piece of shit. Thoughts and prayers. What the hell? Yeah, that's how they respond. You know, my second question about that whole deal is, uh, so the cops engaged them. Maybe it's just that it's not been reported yet that any of the suspects were shot, but surely, to goodness, they hit one of them. You would think. I mean. Maybe they tased them. Maybe they tackled them. There's a reason I'm not a cop, because I'd be shooting until I did hit one of them. Yeah, I'd shoot shit out of some people. And I'd be a smart ass, so, I mean, well, come to think of it, maybe I'd make a good cop. But you know what else you get out of that? What's that? Two weeks paid time off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, Officer Marshall, you were investigated six times last year for (laughs) officer-involved shootings. Can you explain that? (laughs) I had a lot of vacations I wanted to (laughs) Cancun. (laughs) Miami. There was a deal on a cruise, you know what I mean? I had to act now if I was going to get killed. Exactly. And that guy looked super suspicious, so I shot the fuck out of him. <laughs> he was shady. <laughs> he was shady shit, boy. He, shit. he looked like just any time. Any time. I, saved a, bu- I, I saved a bunch of lives and went on vacation. Now, that's a win. Right I'm like Thanos, man. I know stuff. <laughs> I did the snap in my head. I snapped in my head and I figured it out. That's right. The STEM school, Highlands Ranch, is a public charter school with more than 1,850 students, kindergarten through 12th grade. Holy crap. That's everybody. It's like Washington. Daggone. Well, I hope no... I mean, it would be bad enough if high schoolers were injured, but I hope no little bitty kids were injured. That'd be awful. Yeah, I mean, what the heck, guys? Why? Yeah, I don't don't know. I'm glad they're not, at this point, putting out the uh, students' names. It this, says the one suspect was an adult and the other was a juvenile, so I wonder if one of them had graduated or was just 18. And, it must have just been 18 because they, they said they were both students there. So. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay, let's see. Now, that was that was the uh, Fantasy News Network. Let's go on over to Fake News, which is CNN, and see, oh, if, they, yeah. see if they've got the same story here. But let's see if they've got anything that's a little different. Two suspects... We're in custody Tuesday after school shooting about seven miles from Columbine High School. Well, there's some information. Uh, You didn't know that? No. Didn't mention that at all in Fox News. Suspicious. It says that it was just seven miles from Columbine, which is like the, the, the place that everybody talks about whenever they talk about gun issues and school shootings and all they that they just had a uh, an anniversary of that too wasn't it like 20 years or something recently yeah was, i don't remember how long it was but i, I do know that there have been some suicides and the kids that survived it suicided and i don't know hmm. it's a bad deal all the way around but that still doesn't mean that the assault weapons were the problem it was the people doing the shooting no it could have been knives it could have been you know explosives it could have been a pencil like john wick or something it don't matter yeah that's true i did see that movie where the joker slammed that guy's head in made that guy yeah. that pencil disappear yeah. into his head so was that an assault pencil I'm just, and it was lead it was lead so, yeah. There you go. Two were apprehended after the shooting at STEM High, or it's not high school. I keep wanting to say that because it's Highlands Ranch. STEM School, Highlands Ranch, Colorado, which covers K through 12. Douglas County Sheriff Tony Spurlock said 1,850 students were attended. Uh, the suspects are believed to be students at the school. He said one is an adult male. One is believed to be a juvenile. The incident rattled an area that just marked the 20th year, right, 20th anniversary of the deadly oh, shooting there you go. on the nearby Columbine High School campus. 
Douglas County schools were also closed April the 17th as authorities scrambled to find an armed Florida teen they said was infatuated with the Columbine massacre. The, the woman, authorities said, made threats before she traveled to Colorado where she died of self-inflicted gunshot wound. Did you know that whenever they compile statistics for the Center for Disease Control that they talk about school shootings? I didn't know this, uh, and I t- and look, folks. Nothing. Let me say this right up front. Nothing that me or Andy either one say is true. You verify it yourself, okay? Right. But <laughs> that said, I did, I did see where that the Center for Disease Control, when they talk about school shootings, if somebody pulls onto the school into the school parking lot and takes a gun and shoots themselves, mm-hmm. they count that as a school shooting. Hmm. So, to me, the statistics are skewed. And I don't yeah. know what the instance of that is, but, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a if it's an adult that has an issue with a police officer and and pulls a gun, you know, or whatever. Uh, somebody suicide, commits suicide with a firearm on the campus. School uh, don't even have to be open. No, 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 no. School doesn't have to be open at all. It could be adults at a football game, because that's happened a couple of times where they've, they've been instances like that. All yeah. those were counted as school shootings, which to me, when I think school shooting, I think students coming in and shooting up school while school right. is going on. But anyway. 1,850, that's a bunch. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. I think That's my, a lot of mouths to feed one day, too. Yeah. In my high school, I think there was, uh, I'm going to say about 430 students, and that was a lot of people. And I think we had maybe... Five hundred ish, yeah, something like that. It wasn't a whole bunch. Yeah, it seemed like a lot to me. I know we had to eat from like they started lunches at like eleven o'clock in the morning, and run them all the way up till one thirty or something. It was some crazy amount. But I would not have been able to be the one thirty guy. No, you're gonna feed me. Or... <laughs> I'd have been ready for second lunch at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get hangry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the low blood sugar. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Lord, I got the sugar. <laughs> uh, tragically, this community and those surrounding it know all too well these hateful and horrible acts of violence, the White House said in a statement. Well, see, that's another thing that CNN has said. That is a nice statement from the White House. It's it's meant to be comforting. may not be, hey. but... They're not giving Trump the credit for it, but still. I but mean, still, it comes from the yeah. White House, so it comes from Trump. You know, yeah. But Fox never mentioned it at all. Uh, the sheriff, Spurlock, said this is a terrible event. This is something that no one wants to have happen in their community. And so Sheriff Spurlock is obviously a Captain Obvious kind of guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the shooting started in the high school just before 2 p.m. So evidently the shooting was part in the high school part of the STEM school. So I guess they have it blocked off into different areas. I couldn't imagine a kindergartner in there with, you know, sophomores. Yeah, that, that wouldn't make a lot of sense to have the no. young, young ones intergate, inter- interacting with the, the older ones. Hmm. Uh, they two suspects uh, walked into the school, got deep inside the school, quote, got deep inside the school. Engaging students in two separate locations almost immediately. School, uh, the school notified authorities over the next few minutes. Quite a few shots were fired. 
As officers were arriving at the school, they could still hear gunshots. The first sheriff's deputies arrived within two minutes engaged the suspects. Spurlock said the officers did struggle with the suspects to take them into custody. We do know that we do not have any other suspects. We have all the people that was involved. Uh, they initially said they were looking for a possible third suspect. Yeah, that kind of information is just, it's, it's organized chaos when that kind of thing goes down. I mean, we've done some active shooter drills and stuff like that. I mean, how in the world would you even know? Because you're going to get information from the people that are there, and they're freaked out, scared, right. excited, and all that. So yeah, you're always going to have misinformation in the first little bit. Yeah. So the youngest victim was 15. Uh, three hospitals were treating eight patients placed on lockdown. No kidding. The lockout was later lifted for Highlands Ranch schools, the district said. Okay. All right. So that's the difference between Fox and CNN on that particular story. Uh, there was one that I wanted to to go over here. Let me find that here. This story is in CNN, but I'm pretty sure that it's not on Fox. I'll have to look for it, but I don't think it is. If you want to look there, Andy, while I'm kind of going over what? this, but it go is ahead. the New York Times says that tax documents show Trump businesses lost more than $1 billion in a decade. But now, see, that's the headline. But then they go back and they say, first line of the story is, and that's where they hide behind this, President Donald Trump's businesses reported losses of $1.7 billion from 1985 to 1994, the New York Times reported Tuesday, citing information from tax documents for those years. So, in the 80s, Donald Trump had a hard time with, with his business ventures. And we all knew that. I don't think that's... That's 30-year-old news, you know? Yeah. It appears Trump lost more money than nearly any other individual taxpayer year after year, the Times reporting, according to the 10 years of tax information the newspaper acquired. Trump ran for president, branding himself as a self-made billionaire, touting his financial success, but he has been steadfast in his refusal to release his tax returns to the public, despite mounting pressure from Congress. Uh, On Monday, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin formally denied a request from the White from the House Ways and Means Committee for Trump's last six years of tax returns, a period not covered by the documents reported by the Times on Tuesday. Well, this is what I say about that. First off, the way I understand it, no president or presidential candidate is required to release their tax returns. Most of them do, but they're not required to. I have never understood why that's a thing to begin with. But, uh, you know, to be fair, let's say Obama or Clinton or whoever, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I could care less what their tax returns were. Yeah. If they get around and they say Trump avoided paying taxes, well, then that means he had good tax returns. It means he was a smart businessman. Yeah. If he didn't break the law, if, but got around, you know, use the tax loopholes that are there, well, yeah, <laughs> I would too. Yeah. 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 I don't want to give the government any freaking more money than I have to. Trump lost so much money that he avoided paying income taxes for eight of the ten years, according to the newspaper. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, that's what I thought. The Times previously reported that Trump helped, quote, his parents dodge taxes, quote, in the 1990s, including, quote, instances of outright fraud, and that he and his siblings helped his parents hide millions of dollars in gifts as, in a sham corporation. Now, I heard something about that, and uh, it was supposedly something about they had a 
corporation that was set up to deliver toilet paper and cleaning supplies and just stuff like that that they use at hotels. One of his dad's hotels, him and his siblings had this company together, and they were supposedly overchar- overcharging on paper for these supplies. And then in ter- I don't I don't understand how it works because I'm not. I'm not a billionaire. I don't own hotels, and I don't understand taxes completely. But somehow or another, that was supposed to be helpful for his father to be able to do so, that. So they were charging for two ply, but only getting one ply. Is that what they're trying to say? I think that's right. I think they were charging for, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a tax term. I don't know. Two ply, one ply. It's something <laughs> I've heard that before. You know, the two ply, one right. ply tax. I, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm not that smart. So. I mean, and like I say, if Obama or Clinton or Carter or whoever was in a business and they weren't trying to save money on their business, well, that just, I mean, that just means they're an idiot. Right, right, which means they're dumb. Yeah, so uh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. It says, starting at the age of three, Donald Trump received at least $413 million from his father's real estate empire. But then I left out part of it because that part's the part that they're not going to be talking about and the part they're not going to say $413 million in today's dollars. So, yeah. Oh, and adjusting for inflation. Yeah, from seven, if you adjust for inflation from Al Trump, 75, six years old uh, now. So he's born in the 40s or whatever. Yeah, so 70 something years ago, you those dollars and you put it in today's dollars, that's not right. Anyway, several weeks ago, a senior White House official told the Times the president got massive depreciation and tax shelter because of large-scale construction and subsidized developments. That is why the president has always scoffed at the tax system and said, you need to change the tax laws. You can make a large income and not have to pay a large amount of taxes. Well, exactly. Exactly what we were pointing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. Let's say, let's say you, Kevin, you, you start a business of some sort. And you do really, really well. I don't feel like you need to pay 55, 60% tax just because you did a good thing. It's, it's like, let's say you're the CEO of Apple. Well, good for you. You've made millions of dollars by, by making and developing something that everybody uses. Right. Exactly. Everybody benefits off of this. Yeah. Why would you punish somebody for doing that? That's the problem with socialism that I have is that uh, if you kill off the capitalism side of everything, what is the benefit? What is the incentive to do better, to make vaccines for diseases and things like that? Why would you work your butt off if you're going to make X amount of dollars no matter what you do? Well, that's AOC's plan. AOC's, you know, uh, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. uh, her plan is everything over $10 million in tax at 70%. She, I saw an interview with her, and she said— if you make ten million and one dollar, that one dollar is taxed at seventy percent. And these two guys are sitting beside her. I think it's like Shay or one of them. It's some black guy that's on uh, uh, satellite radio that's really popular. I can't remember. I think it's Shay or something like that. Anyway, they were like, "Oh yeah, man, that sounds good. That sounds good. It sounds good unless you're making thirty million dollars, right? You know, seventy percent of twenty million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking money whenever you, you know, if you're uh, Dwayne Johnson and you're stroking a check for $25 million per pitcher, that's going to suck. Yeah, I'd be ill. And do I think that these uh, actors get paid too much? No, I do not. I, I feel like they're bankable. They put a butt in the seat every 26 inches. Mm-hmm. And that's what they want. So The Rock... 
Dwayne Johnson is getting paid $20, $25 million a pitcher, but his pitchers sell hundreds of millions of dollars. So, you know, it works out. It's the economy of scale. Exactly. Uh, That's the way that is. Yeah, Um, yeah, AOC, speaking of her, she's what, 29? Is that right? Yeah, she's late 20s. Yeah. You know, I'm almost 39 at this point. And I can just tell you right now, when I was 29 years old, I was still pretty dumb on things. Well, she's pretty dumb on things. I mean, I've been married. I was married, or uh, still married, but had been married for a while, had my kids and all that kind of stuff. Still made a lot of dumb mistakes and, and financial things like that. I just don't see how in the world somebody that's that young has any business being in Congress. That's just my opinion. Well, they elected her. I know, and I know, and that's the, it's, it's the legal thing. That's great. Personally, it's like lowering the, the voting age to 16. No. <laughs> right. Just, just no. <laughs> well, Bernie says if you're in jail, you should be able to vote. Right. And Even if, it, like the, what was it, the the Boston bomber they were talking about. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. He said he should it, be able to vote. Even no. him. I think he's kind of sunk his, he sunk a, a lot of votes on that deal because there's a lot of people that maybe might consider, may have like a an open mind to Bernie Sanders, say in Tennessee, for example. But right. when you start saying that somebody that, that's in jail or in prison or has gone to prison, you know, Killed an eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, they they deserve a vote. I I just don't see that. We decided a long time ago that if you become a felon, if you have a felony, you lose your right to vote. You lose that franchise. We decided that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And why did we decide that? It was to deter people from doing the crime. It was more punishment on top of the punishment. Right. You know, so you have this lifelong thing that follows you around. Now, there's people... If you if you allow people in prisons to vote, and, I, and this is not a, a novel thought on my part because I heard somebody else talking about it the other day, but if you allow prisoners to vote, then you're going to have a bl- voting block of prisoners in every state. Right. So what are you going to do? You're going to go have rallies in the in the yard, you know? <laughs> the, I'm for the Crips. I'm for the Bloods. I'm for the Nazis. Wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> But for the Crips and Bloods, I'm okay, you know. I, I I don't know. I don't know how that would even work out. Uh, and then the, the, the massive fraud that would go on and, and the idea that these people are already criminals and a lot of them are lifelong criminals and they're in the system. Now, the, don't get me wrong. The prison system's fucked up as a football bat and it needs to be fixed, but giving them the yeah. right to vote is not the way to do it, in my opinion. Well, well speaking of that, I, I, I kind of feel like that... Uh, when he initially made that comment, it was kind of one of those where he was thinking along the lines of this guy that had, you know, a drug possession charge or something and got 1129 for it or whatever, got a felony charge out of it somehow. That's the kind of person that he was thinking would be okay to to have a vote. He didn't he didn't use enough forethought to think, well, they're going to mean everybody that's in prison should get to vote, including the rapists, murderers, serial killers, the whole deal. And now he's, he's kind of made that comment. Now he has to own it. <laughs> it's either yeah. own it or you have to backpedal and look like yeah. a fool either way. Yeah, one, one or the other. you got to own it or back back up on it. And, well, it, you know, it, I think there's just a touch of senility there that kind of, it was like, well, I'm just going to keep on rolling with it. <laughs> I stepped in it. That's going to own it. I'm just going to keep yep. going. I will say that, you know, I can understand if, if he were talking about specific cases, maybe maybe if you said that after you have done your time and you go back to court the court system and ask for your right to vote back or 
say if you keep your nose clean for so many years and certain kinds of felons, you know, you get that franchise back. Yeah, maybe I, probation. Maybe, I, yeah, maybe I could entertain the thought, but the idea that you're going to say that somebody that's been screwing children uh, somehow or another gets out on you screwing kids. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you diddling a kid. You're done. You're done. In my opinion, I mean that's this that's the way it should be. But I, I've told I've probably told you this story, and I mean, me and Andy go way back. Me and Andy go way back, back way back twenty plus years. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> A long time. So uh, I probably, he may not remember it, but I'm sure I've told him this story. But there was a guy that I knew when I was about 23, 22, 23 years old. I was a pretty young guy. But this guy turned 18 years old three days before this happened. And he took his car and went out and, you know, he's a kid. He's He just turned 18. But by law, he's an adult, Okay. So he just turned 18, he took his car, he went out onto the the softball fields at City Park up in Rogersville, and he did a bunch of donuts, and spun, 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 you know, he's a kid. Now, I'm not saying he was right in doing it, by any stretch of the imagination, but he did it. Well, it just so happened that the mayor of Rogersville at the time, he had been diddling his daughter, and he did not like him. And so whenever they went to prosecute him, normally this is, you know, this is first offense. This is an 18-year-old kid. It's messed up. It's you a know. misdemeanor. Then, let's drop it down to misdemeanor vandalism. Let's let you pay restitution. Let's let you fix the, the, the thing or pay to have it fixed or whatever. And let's put you on probation for a year and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He insisted because the amount that it would take to fix the ball field just went over the threshold to be counted as a felony. They oh, counted as a, yeah, they counted it as a felony on him. And so here he is, a kid at 18 years old, has a felony conviction. He's never able to vote. He's not eligible to go into the military. And have he has a real hard time finding a job. And he has to he has to put down he's a felon on every job application from then on. And then. How do you explain that to somebody? How do you go, well, what's this felony for? And you go, well, you won't believe this, but I uh, did some donuts in a city park. And they're going to go, no, what would you really do? (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't believe you. (laughs) Now, how much meth did you have in the the car? (laughs) That's that's what I'm asking. I did donuts with a trunk of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the cocaine. I get it. The cocaine. I understand that. That kind of thing, if it were some kind of, if you had parameters like that, but the problem with all that stuff is we need prison reform. And that's one thing that, that I didn't necessarily agree with the lady that got freed by Trump in Tennessee. You right. know, I, I read some of that stuff. It's supposed to be her first conviction and all this. So it was her first conviction, but there's a lot of shady shit went on in her past before that. And right. I'm not, you know, she never got convicted for it. That was her first conviction. It was some kind of. I think life almost or something like that, essential life. I mean, so many years or whatever, and he commuted her sentence. I don't think he pardoned her, but he commuted her sentence. Uh, that was with, uh, what's her name, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, she's still doing that with other people, too. Yeah, that's a big thing for her because, uh, she, you know, she's at the point now where they've made the Kardashians at all, have made all the money that they will need for the rest of their ever, you know. 
Yeah, you can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. Yeah. You're, you're, you're good. Yeah, so her cause is to pick up prison reform, which is a noble cause, if you ask me. I mean, you can say what you want to about the Kardashians. I'm mm-hmm. saying they're silly. Their show's silly. Their whole brand is silly to me. But now that she's gotten that all took care of, she's using the power of her influence to try to do something she really believes in. And that's that's America, man. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. So I checked on Fox to see if they mentioned about the Trump's uh, finances thing. Uh-huh. I didn't find that, but I did find that a story that I'm, I'm surprised that not everybody's reporting on. Meatloaf fell off the stage and broke his collarbone at a live event. Really? Read that to us. Yeah. Singer Meatloaf reportedly suffered a broken collarbone after falling off the stage at an event in Texas. The singer appeared during a Q&A session. Gosh, you wouldn't even see it. <laughs> at the 2019 Texas Frightmare Weekend event. Well, that's a mouthful. Uh, as he was making his way across the stage, he reportedly got his feet tangled in some wires that were bundled on the ground. I don't know, it, was it last year, maybe the year before, didn't he collapse or something on stage? Yeah, I think he did. He's a big fat guy anyway, you know. Yeah, he put on some weight. Well, gosh, he's got to be. He's 71. Well, there you go. Yeah, he's an old fella. My goodness, I didn't realize he was that old. He'd do anything <laughs> for love, but he won't pass up a ham sandwich. <laughs> do anything for love. Pass me the cheeseburger. <laughs> But he won't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the collarbone, the clavicle, is the most bro- broken bone in the body. Most often right. broken bone. Uh, yeah, easily. Well, that's sad. I like meatloaf. Yeah, I do too. And I imagine it's 71. It takes a while longer to heal up, too. Well, I guarantee that. Okay, I'm going to get a story on here from uh, our American News Network, which is a, obviously a conservative new venue or conservative outlet, if you will. But they have a lot of... Uh, stories that is they're just concise and short that's what i like about them i read a lot of oan attempted chicago bomber sentenced to 16 years in prison for a foiled foiled plot you didn't even hear anything about this did you (laughs) tuesday may the 7th 2019 an illinois man has been sentenced after a 2012 incident in which he attempted to detonate a car bomb outside of a chicago bar as a form of jihad Chicago Judge Sharon Johnson Coleman announced the 16-year sentence Monday for Adele Daoud, D-A-O-U-D, Daoud. Com- common spelling. Yeah, it's common. Common words like Smith and Jones, right. Daoud. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The common spelling of Daoud, yeah. Uh, so he gets 16 years in prison, followed by 45 years of supervised release. Shit. So essentially for the rest of his life. He's 25 years old. He was arrested by the FBI back in 2012 after an undercover agent supplied him with a phony car bomb. I think I do recall this, actually. Which the agent told him would kill hundreds of people. After the bomb failed to detonate, Dayod was taken into custody and charged for attempting to commit an act of terror. The resulting sentence comes as a major upset for Chicago prosecutors who asked for the judge for 40 years behind bars after Dayod attempted to have the FBI agent who arrested him killed. He also attacked a fellow inmate with a shiv. U.S. Attorney's Office, we'd asked for a sentence of 40 years. The sentence the defendant received was only 16, so we were disappointed in the sentence. It is notable, though, that the defendant also received 45 years of supervised relief, release, which will have him very under very stringent conditions that is significant. 
That's the U.S. attorney in Chicago. However, the judge tried to justify her decision by placing emphasis on Duod, Dayod, I don't know how to say his name. That dude. <laughs> Dayod. 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 Dude. Uh, <laughs> on dude's mental health history. He was sent to a medical facility back in two, six, 2016 when he was diagnosed with having schizophrenia. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he was having schizophrenia in 2012. That's the thing. That was back in 12. Yeah. Oh. The undated file photo provided by the U.S. Marshal's Office shows Chicago terrorism suspect Dale Doad. Judge Sharon Johnson Coleman handed him 16-year prison for trying to kill hundreds people it's kind of repeats itself so picture him he's just kind of he just looks like a middle eastern kid young kid you know looks very young brush his hair he does get a hair get a haircut he does need to brush his hair now it's kind of uh impressive that chicago you know wanted the stiffer sentence of 40 years because aren't these the same folks that let jesse smollett off The very same people, but I will say this, that the police and even the mayor of Chicago is pissed off about that. Super Mm -hmm. mad, super, super mad about it. Um, They ought to be. Well, yeah, they should be. They should be. Just because that guy's on a crappy TV show that nobody watches, he just gets away with anything? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I never even heard of Empire. I I, I mean, I'd heard of it. But in their defense, I don't have cable, so I mean, I, I, I'm a Netflix, Hulu, Prime kind of guy. Well, I'd seen it at the station at work, and it'd been on uh, in the background, but I certainly didn't watch it because when it come on, I'd turn on my phone, turn on some headphones, and watch Bob's Burgers. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You'll never see one of the stars of Bob's Burgers. Never. Trying to cut to make a fake crime. <laughs> never. Never, never. Uh, Michael Cohen went to prison. Disgraced attorney Michael Cohen has reported to prison to begin his sentence for financial crimes. Oddly he got, enough, like, what, he would Three years or something? Yeah, yeah. He's, Cohen will spend the next three years at the Federal Correction Institute in Otisville, New York, which is a minimum security prison east of Manhattan. Otisville is known for housing white-collar criminals and was named Ameri- one of America's cushiest prisons, according to uh, Forbes magazine. So he ain't got to watch out for his behind or nothing? Probably not. He'll probably get, you know, conjugal visits and stuff like that, so... But, well, there's that. Well, there is that. I don't want to know about it. Just saying. <laughs> um, well, the thing about him is is that there wouldn't have been, uh, they would have never been caught if they hadn't been trying to get Trump for collusion. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the strange thing about it. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of people caught up in the wake of this garbage that over, over crimes that were like, you know, obviously not that big a deal as going to a white-collar prison, but... I, I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of garbage. It does to me, too. So Okay, we have come to the end. I guess we got three combatants today. Today we have uh, Fox News, the Fantasy News Network, CNN, the uh, Fake News Network, and a new contender, contender, the OAN, the One American News Network. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a small thing. But it's an up-and-comer, so we're going to talk about that for just a minute. But according to the World News Boxing Council, the judges, who are today, me and Andy, uh, 
We score with a 10-point must system. I'm getting distracted by I'm reading something at the same time. I shouldn't be doing that. Sorry, folks. 10-point must system, and uh, we do it in three different things. So, in the first one, uh, we'll score with Fox News. They had the story about the uh, shooting in Colorado, and the first round is the reporting of the facts. How do you score that? Uh, I would say I, I, I liked CNN's take on it because it gave us – facts and then of course the anecdote from the white house that, that fox didn't cover either so I'd, I'd have to score in favor of cnn on that one yeah me too me too because I, I, they right off the bat mentioned that this was only seven miles from columbine that should be the lead i think they buried yeah that, that's information that's it's interesting you know i mean it, 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 it's pertinent it's really pertinent in my opinion mm-hmm. and uh and the anniversary just coming up yeah long ago either yeah yeah I, th- I, th- I feel like they did a better job of covering the facts. So we're going to give that one to, to CNN. The reporting style, who who has it better? CNN, Fox News, or this OAN? I'm kind of even on that one. I really don't have a favorite. Okay. Well, then uh, we'll call out a nine across the board for all them. I'm going to go ahead and give OAN a ten. And I'll tell you why I'm going to do that. It's because they're... Stuff is just short and to the point. They don't mess around with a lot of, you know, fluff. They don't talk about it. Here's the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. You know, just like old... uh, Are you sure you're not just redistributing the points? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) The third one is the objectiveness of the reporting style. Who was more objective? Well, on one hand, you could say CNN... Uh, was more objective by giving us more facts, but on the other hand, they didn't. They just gave credit to the White House in general. They didn't really say her Trump or well, or whatever. So that's true, but they didn't say they didn't say it at all on Fox. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm gonna so give that. One, a, I'm gonna give that to CNN too. But it's up yeah. to you. what do you, what do you say? I'll go with OAN. Throw them another bone. Okay. Well, then that leaves us at a tie. Fox comes in last place with 27, uh, CNN comes in at 29, and OAN comes in at 29. So today, folks, we have a tie between CNN, the fake news network, and OAN, the little engine that could, the new contender. Well, they're going to have to come back for a title bout sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll put them back up against one another eventually. All right, it's time for the shout-outs. Don't forget our podcast shout-outs to Smugcast. They do movie reviews, news, and general nonsense over there. Derek's Heretics with Derek Cook. Do you like ghost stories, conspiracies, mysteries? Then you'll like Derek's Heretics. And don't forget his companion page, The Greasy Rock Paranormal on YouTube. That's right, Greasy Rock Paranormal. Google it today. Also, my co-host today, Andy Pratt, he's got a buddy that he turned me on to. Drew McSalty's Shift Ender Podcast. They talk about all things EMS. And certainly want to give them a shout out don't forget that we've got weird tennessee on facebook hybrid fitness if you want to pick up heavy shit and put it back down you live in the tazewell tennessee area call my buddy uh, danny ramsey over that way uh, also hillbilly memes marketplace morons uh, jason albert on youtube and also don't forget that the unknown redneck has his own youtube channel just look up the unknown redneck google it today yeah i hear that uh that shift in her podcast that Drew McSalty I hear he's a pretty good guy yeah well I kind of I, I talked to Morton Salt he said he was a dick so I don't know <laughs> well he, he works with him all the time so <laughs> <laughs> he would know 
<laughs> I'll just have to take his word for it. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, the Danny with his, uh, what was the name of it? The Hybrid Fitness, is that right? Yeah, Hybrid Fitness. Yeah, I've been into the, the picking up heavy stuff and sending it back down. And it's all right. Well, I wish they, I lived closer to his gym. They don't do, uh, they just moved into a new place and they don't do what you would call a P90X or what's the other thing where everybody flips shit over and does all that stuff. What's that called? Uh, CrossFit. 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 Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. CrossFit. Well, he he can't call it CrossFit because to be a CrossFit gym, you have to pay dues, membership, franchises, and all that stuff. But right. his is kind of a hybrid of that because they do Pilates, they do yoga, they do. Uh, really? Yeah, they, his wife teaches classes. Uh, okay, I, was about to, I couldn't imagine Danny and Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then, of course, they've got some gymnastic stuff, you know, rings and bars and stuff like that for people to, to get on. And then they've got, they've got, you know, big dump truck tires and stuff. You want to flip that shit over, they got that too. I mean, it's a pretty snazzy gym, you know. It's not, not a bad place at all. So, like I said, if you're in the Tazewell area and you want to pick up heavy shit and put it back down, call Danny. Same. There you go. All right. There will not be an update, sorry, from the, the unknown redneck because he is off in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. On the cruise, huh? On the cruise because uh, Starla Jean got married Saturday. So, oh, wow. Yeah, we was all excited so what, about that. What is Starla Jean's new last name? I, I, I don't know. That Frenchie oh. feller is what he kept calling her, so I don't know. I don't Starla know. Starla Jean Frenchie feller. I like it. Starla Jean Frenchie feller. Frenchie Starlene. It's, it's a little long, but I think it'll be fine. I think I think so. I think they can get that, that all on her Hardy's name badge, so. SJFF, it'd be some weird looking tiles, but it'd be all right. Exactly. So there'll not be an update from the unknown redneck this week, but he will be back probably next week sometime. So uh, if we do a podcast between now and then, then uh, he may or may not be back by then. Uh, I want to remind everybody before we take a break here uh, that I will be on vacation and I'm going to Australia and New Zealand. Next week, which will be the week of the 15th of awesome. May. Yeah, I'm excited about it, but I'm going to try to do a podcast while I'm down there. Uh, I'll get uh, my cousin uh, Chase. He's did a, he co-hosted with me one time back in, uh, we were down in Atlanta with that. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'll try to get his wife on there too. And we'll, uh, we'll try to maybe even get an Aussie or two on there. Maybe even a Kiwi guy. Who knows? That'd be freaking great. Yeah. Or an yeah. Aboriginal or something. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll try to do that while we're down there. But okay, I mean, if you want to bring me something back nice, that's cool. But as long as it's not one of those spiders the size of my head, uh, no, there'll be a no, 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 yeah. nopey, no, no, no. I don't do it. <laughs> uh, that's another reason why I'm going in the off season because it's cheaper and less likely to see a bunch of damn spiders. So. Oh, is it like cold or something down there now? It's not cold, but they're like we're going into summer. They're going into winter, so it's their fall. So, oh, uh, I got gotcha. you. Daytime, it's like sixties. Uh, nighttime, oh. it can get down into like forty. I, th- I seen today forties and fifties at nighttime. They don't have a l- big range like we do. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you'll get a daytime temperature here seventy at nighttime. It can drop down to thirty. You know, right. theirs is not that far apart. It's usually maybe 10 or 12 degrees difference between the night and the day. And that's, that's the same cool. same way with Auckland, New Zealand. When I go down there, it'll be the same. be a little warmer 
down that way. They're a little further south, and of course you're below the equator, so that makes it warmer that way. But um, I'm going to try to go to see the uh, Hobbit Village while I'm down there. So uh, if you look on Kevin's Podcast Show Facebook page, I'll post some pictures there from the visit and uh, maybe even do a live cast or something while I'm down there. So look for that. And uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we'll do a little bit of Weird Tennessee. Stand by. This is from April the 20th, 2014, from CBS News. Now, you may be asking yourself, why am I repeating a story from 2014, uh, approximately five years ago? Well, let's delve into it and see what the connection to Tennessee is. The Almanac, the Rocket Belt. Have you ever seen that thing, you know, where the guy's got the two jet packs on the back and he's flying around? Psh, you rocket, know. Uh, rocket Man, or was it Rocket Man? Yeah, I guess it was Rocket Man, something like Rocketeer. that. Rocketeer, Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah. Well, they actually have jet packs that fly back in the 60s, I guess. And What's so go this, wrong there? I know, right? So this is a page from Sunday Morning Almanac, April the 20th, 1961. That would be 58 years ago, the day a man on earth took a giant leap for mankind. For that was the day that Harold Graham made the first untethered flight in a rocket belt, flying 100 feet across a field near Niagara Falls in New York. Long a favorite gadget in the world of science fiction, developing a working rocket device proved more difficult to pull off in science fact Serious development started in the 1950s. Tethered flights began in the late 1960, followed finally by Graham's flight, and then proud claims of success by the contractor, Bell Aerospace. The feasibility of man's free and controlled flight with a rocket belt has been adequately demonstrated, and now this new dimension in mobility may be selected for practical application and through engineering development, the rocket belt will emerge as a practical and useful device. It never did. It never did. I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with um, oh, the Tesla guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. See, I'm not as smart as Elon Musk, or I would have recalled that immediately. But anyway, I believe he was. The, I believe he was the one that was talking about this. But he's talking about flying cars. Because they were talking about autom- automated driving cars, the uh, automated cars, which are coming. That's coming. Right. Uh, right. For, sh- for sure is coming. And by the way, Tennessee is the only state that has legal, uh, it's legal to have automated vehicles right now. I don't know why they got ahead of the curve because the technology doesn't exist, but I guess they're wanting to say they were the first ones to do it. But anyway, it's legal in Tennessee. Um, but he said that the flying cars wouldn't work because of the... Uh, disturbance, the wash from the from the propellers and that sort of thing. You couldn't individually have somebody land and be like landing a helicopter. And uh, Andy and I know exactly what that's like. And if anybody's listening's been in the military, you know what the wash off of the rotors are on a helicopter. They blow everything around. They stink to high heaven. It gets in your clothes and everything else. It's just not practical if you were going to commute to work in a helicopter. So, not to mention cost effective. Yeah. Not to mention cost-effective. So, even if they developed a rocket belt, they'd still have that wash underneath them because that lift has got to be there. It's got to push against the earth to get the lift. So, I mean, I don't understand aerospace engineering, obviously, but I understand enough about it that 
you're going to have to have a lot of displacement. Despite further testing, the article goes on, despite further testing and public demonstrations, including one outside the Pentagon and another in front of John President John F. Kennedy, the cumbersome rocket belt with its 21-second maximum flight time wasn't actually of much practical use. No kidding. <laughs> it has since been seen more in movies than in real life. Sean Connery as James Bond took flight in a rocket belt in the 1965 film Thunderball. The rocket belt was the whole point of the 1991 film The Rocketeer, which Andy said there well ago, starring Billy Campbell. Today, the rocket belt stands, if that's the right word, as an icon of the future that never was, right up there with the flying car. Now, you may be saying to yourself, how, how is this got anything to do with the state of Tennessee? That's what I was wondering. (laughs) And I will tell you, this is how it's connected here. Hal Graham. Hal Graham. Hal Graham. Hard fall to earth. If you remember, he's the one that flew the uh, the rocketeer. On a chilly Halloween afternoon, a group of about 70 people huddled outside an aluminum hangar in Crossville Memorial Airport, a tiny airstrip some 70 miles west of Knoxville. They had come to honor the life of 75-year-old charter pilot named Hal Graham and to make sense of his sudden and shocking end. They stuffed their cold hands into their coat pockets and looked upward, away from earth. As they watched, three airplanes took shape against the autumn skies. The planes come closer. The people below made note of their flight pattern, a loose triangular formation. It's the lead-up in the missing man formation Air Force fighter jocks used to honor a fallen comrade, a sight that gives chills when performed by F-16 screaming across a field of blue. This, by contrast, was three small twin-prop planes on a field of gray. Their motors were less of a roar than a mournful drone. The lead aircraft made a low pass over the runway and banked into the arcing 90-degree turn to the south. The other two lagged a quarter mile behind on parallel headings and plotted west past the crowd. But Graham's fellow pilots didn't need jet engines to convey the weight of their mission. Down below, they could see Graham's own twin-prop plane, a fire engine red 61 Piper Apache. It sat on the tarmac with its tires blocked, anchored to the earth. Fixed on its tail, though, was the iconic image of the man urged to conquer the sky, a helmeted warrior streaking skyward, propelled by the rocket strapped to his back. The image of rocket jockeys soaring through space with rocket belts wrapped around their ribs went hand in hand with the space race fever of the 1960s. It had been lodged in the public consciousness ever since Buck Rogers blasted through the heavens in the comic strips in the 20s. But the people huddled at the Crossville Landing Strip knew something the rest of the world had forgotten. The man had worn that belt and had felt the exaltation tasted by the relative handful of people in human history, the sensation of literally watching his feet lift from the ground as the earth receded. Buck Rogers was fake. Hal Graham was real. Hal Graham may have looked just like an aging small-town pilot, but everybody in Crossville knew differently. Almost 50 years ago, Graham's face had graced the front pages of the New York Times when he embodied the farthest-out hopes of American aeronautics. He had been the original test pilot for the propulsion system, a rocket belt, that prevented man short burst of free flight. 
He thrilled high-ranking Pentagon officials with his deft handling, promising the next kind of troop mobility they could only dream of. So there you go. Now, as Paul Harvey would say, you know the rest of the story. The man who originally tested that rocket belt back in 1961 was Hal Graham from Crossville, Tennessee, and he passed away in November in 2009. I wonder if the movie The Rocketeer was based on him, too. Mm, that's a good question. Let's look it up. That's pretty let's, neat. Let's, let's, let's look it up. I've got IMDB. I ain't scared uh-huh. to use it, either. There you go. you got all the interwebs. I do have it. You know all the Twitters and all that stuff, too? Oh, Rocket, <laughs> Rocket Man comes up. That's Elton John. It's Rocketeer. Rocketeer is what we're looking for. Yeah. They even had a video game of this. That's crazy. Uh, well, if it was 1991, I'm sure it was lame. <laughs> yeah, the Rocketeer is definitely not about that. This is... Uh... Oh, yeah. This is... It looks like something I should watch, though. You never saw The Rocketeer? I don't think I did. Really? It has Nazis in it. Wow. This is 1991? Yeah. I remember it. I saw it several times. Hmm. Timothy Dalton. Uh, Paul Servino. Cool. I may have to find that somewhere on the interweb, as you say, and figure it out. It was on uh, the Netflix or something a while back. I don't know if it still is. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good. I'll check that out. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's Weird Tennessee, and that's the connection between the Rocket Belt and Tennessee. All right. We've come to the end of the show, Andy. Thank you for being here. Your time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, we've we've been at this for over an hour. It's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. You know, that's because we're just that damn cool. <laughs> we're so cool. <laughs> we are cool. <laughs> I want to remind everybody that I want you to spread the show around, people. You can get me on the Twitters, uh, at Podcast Kevin, Facebook, at Podcast Kevin, or just Google Kevin's Podcast Show, or Put Kevin's podcast show in a Facebook page, and it'll come up. You can look at yeah, it. My, my goal is to make this your full-time job, so I can just listen to your podcast, and you can like not have to work on an ambulance anymore. <laughs> Man, that would be so fantastic. I, I would like to be like uh, Adam Carolla and just have he does so many different podcasts. I mean, he doesn't, but I mean, his studios are there, and they do podcasts all day long. I mean, his is right. the flagship, but I mean, they do like probably. 10 or 12 different podcasts during the week at his studios and that's what he started doing 10 years ago exactly what i'm doing he did it in his office and just recorded some crap i listened to his very first episode and it sounded worse than any of mine i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) except for the fact that he was a polished uh broadcaster right but as far as the sound and everything not so good just saying Hey, uh, and he, and he didn't have Anchor. He did not have Anchor. He did not have Anchor. But if you want to get me, you can uh, go to the Anchor podcast app, and you can leave me a voicemail. 
And you can also leave me an email at kevinspodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, the Unknown Redneck, he's on Twitter at uh, RedneckUnknown, and you can send him uh, an email while he's off down in cab over San Lucas, as he says. Uh <laughs> The unknown redneck at gmail.com, and I believe Andy has got the info for Shift Ender Podcast. Yeah, you can find those guys at uh, Shift Ender Podcast at Gmail, and also Shift Ender Pod on the on the Twitter. On the Twitter sphere, they know all the Twitters too. They do know all the Twitters. Twitters are good. That's right. Well, Andy, I certainly appreciate you being here. Thank you, bud. Well, thank you for having me. It's a, as always, a good time. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back with it whenever I get back from Australia. We'll do this again. Huge, yeah. All right, man. We're out of here, and until next time, it is deuces and duck lips. All right, we're clear. Cool, Ooh, man. I'm sweaty. Yeah, hour and uh, oh shit, I'm still recording.